When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. All right, Matt, you tired? I'm very tired. Yeah, it is quite late in the day to be podcasting. <laughs> How did you get up? Did you do the bet victim bit? What was that? The like the million pound no the the, the million. How pound did I do it? Yes, I did do it. Um, fucking didn't happen. What was it like? What did you go for again? Can I you, went you... for Cahill in um, I forget what minute, like the nineteenth minute or something like that. Yeah. I did the contrarian play. Yeah. Um, and I mean that's why I do the contrarian plays because what happened? It was Hazard, wasn't it? Incredible, really. So I imagine, I imagine being in this situation where you you've put the bet on the great, great little scheme by Bet Victor, where you know you have to predict the minute and first goal. You, you don't even need to uh, to make a bet. You just register with them and. Don't. And you you predict the first goal score in the minute, don't yeah, you? Yeah, it's it's fantastic, and 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 you can win. Well, it was 125 grand was a jack. Yeah, big deal, big big deal. And obviously, a lot of people saw what happened. Pedro scoring 30 seconds against Man United, no mm. winners. Roll over 125 grand. Yeah. This week they thought be a little bit more cute. Let's put let's give Hazard six minutes. That's not, not a bad. So shout. you're watching the game. Yeah. And I mean, I've not seen the goal myself, yeah. but. Hazard obviously at some point gets the ball somewhere near the goal in some way, shape, or form, and somehow that ball goes into the net. And you look at it and you're like, "Oh my god, fucking hundred and twenty-five grand!" It's up. a six-minute. I've won. I've won. I've won. I'm rich. I've won. But the thing is, hundred and thirty-one other people are also doing that while they watch would, the game. Would you believe it? Hundred and thirty-one people won the jackpot of hundred and twenty-five grand. So that works out about. 900 quid each <laughs> mate you'd be devoured you would you'd be absolutely gutted um, and I, I what do you spend but, that, but, but that's why I do that's why I do the contrarian play because I couldn't handle being that guy yep. that was then getting 900 quid absolutely I get that completely that's one that, 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 there is genius in that because you don't miss what you don't have you never had you don't miss it right no one probably would have put Cahill or less, maybe one or two other people might have done in it in the 19th minute that's a suitable share mm-hmm but 131 people to share 125. So, so this week it's the same again, but the, the prize pool goes down to 25 grand now. Mm. So hopefully no one will get it again this week and it'll build up. So you just um, need loads of weird predictions and, and hope that it comes in. So yeah, so it's Liverpool um, against Watford. Watford. Yep. Um, and Liverpool, turn, their goals tend to come from all over actually. Yeah, you know, I mean, Coutinho's... You know, he's, he's Coutinho, been, yeah. yeah. And, then, and then Mane's had a few. Obviously Sturridge capable on his day if he plays. Yeah. Um, um, or even Origi Lalana. No one at Watford you'd, you'd go for? Try Dini, he gets a goal. Igalo, has he been playing? He hasn't scored a goal I've never year. heard of a Galo, mate. mate. What do you think I am? <laughs> you think <laughs> I am? Unlike football. Match of the day. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. 
I just uh, what would you spend just out of what would you spend 900 quid on right now? No, 900 quid. I mean, I, I do you know what? Would you get? I, I tell you what, I'd spend would 900 you even quid on? if it was 900. No, because I would. I'd love to win 900 quid. Yeah. Because some twat. Yeah. And I hesitate to use the word twat, but what? clearly they are one. Well, just because it's a vulgar term. Yeah, it is a bit. Um, but yeah, someone running to the back of my car. I just put it. I just put it on on Auto Trader. I didn't know this to sell it, and someone. It's part two. I went and had lunch with my mate, uh, Sunday dinner, he with his kids and that, and then come back to the car and someone's someone's ripped a hole out of the back of it Fucking and, and was smashed this? the light. This was last week, and I just put it online to sell it. <laughs> oh no! No, how cruel is that? That is pretty cruel. You, so you're not a man that moans about things. Exactly. Like, you haven't even mentioned that. I know. Well, unless you, you've got a cold. You know me, Flav. I like that. Yeah. I'll, Everyone I'll, knows about the colds. I, mate, what are you talking? I love a moan. <laughs> do you? Uh, yeah. Well, that's, that's in Yorkshire. Big, that's what we do. That's a big thing to moan about. Someone going into the back of your car. Yeah, you but even, you just got to get over it, don't you? Maybe just, you don't consider me a friend or. Well, there's a bit of that. Sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> that, that probably had something to do with it, actually. Uh, a friend in need. But, but I'd, I'd rather say, what would you do with a hundred and twenty-five grand if you'd have been the only guy that had got that? The first thing that came into my head was boob job. You'd get a boob well, job. No, oh, you don't need one, mate. That you look. You've got a great tits. Rack. <laughs> you've got a great rack. <laughs> Everyone's know, always staring I at him. Don't know why. Uh, I don't know why that came into my head, and and, and my missus wouldn't. She, hopefully she doesn't listen to this because she's probably thinking well, she what's he thinking she doesn't I she mean, doesn't she's not, listen to this do, do you know Ty, Ty she not the my, biggest boobs but I like them okay so, but, but the first thing that came to head was get her a, a boob job it wasn't her just boob job coming to my head just for someone just <laughs> anyone that <laughs> like, have once, it if there's any woman out there who feels like they need it for their self esteem not to attract men to feel better but about themselves self esteem though isn't it some, for some, yeah. because if you feel better about yourself you're going to get men so actually self esteem is probably to get men do you think of course it is I, I think there's women out there that want boob jobs that to get women, or for other reasons, maybe no, I'm, I'm self-esteem. No, probably there probably is some truth in that. But I, don't, but I would have thought that self-esteem know. and confidence is all a part of, you know, like power attracting. of attraction. Yeah, in a way. Yeah. Well, look, you know, what was we, you say about Ty? This is. Um, I was just going to say that Ty used to listen to the podcast. I haven't really heard her mention it for a while. I think she's stopped listening. <laughs> 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 which is a good place for us to, uh, to yeah to, that's what I was going to say it's great going to, maybe what do we need to do we'll have a think what well, we need to do is win tie back well exactly and um, and we'll, um, we'll we'll think about that uh, <laughs> I don't know what I'm talking about anymore can we do it again the long ball Welcome to the Long Ball Street Podcast. We're back once again in your ear holes. I wonder where all, they're all listening. On buses, I reckon. Buses, bathtubs. Mobile phones. Brothels. It's all used anyway. Do people use a desktop to listen to a podcast? Rarely. If you are listening to this and you use a desktop, let us know. Let us know where you listen from. Yeah. No one's going to take the time to do that. No one cares that no, much. They don't care. Um, I'll tell you what they do care about. What? Adam's back. 
<laughs> did you clap, did you clap yourself? You just give yourself a round of applause. Yeah, I'm pretty great. <laughs> okay. Adam is intern at Ball Street and has been helping us put this show together, which is very kind of him because we've been very busy. Me, me and Matt are very busy. People. Obviously, it's not just Adam. You know, there's a whole sea of people that work on the show. We have producers, assistant producers, directors. Yep. Uh, makeup, Flavlax makeup. Yeah. And uh, and, and then Adam. Adam just coordinates a lot of that, doesn't he? Yeah, episode 29. Wow. Bull Street. We're really... We're, we're, we're motoring. We are. We're, we're rolling <clears throat> along. So what's our first... You know, what's our first landmark? Would that be Would that be 50 or would that be 100 you know, in podcasting terms? 100 would be a landmark. Is that a landmark? So we've got a fair old way. Okay. Do you think we'd get bored by... We'll run out of steam by Absolutely. Though. I'm kind of out of steam already. I know. I didn't want to do this. I, I can tell. Yeah. It's, it's written all over your face. Yeah. It's just um, difficult. Being around you, <laughs> <laughs> I don't mean it at all. I love you a lot. Okay, um, so uh, yeah, this week we spoke to Jack Collinson as well. Okay, yeah, so I that's coming that. out shortly. Is he good? Good guy. I couldn't make that. Lovely guy. I know he was busy. Mm. I mentioned that on the pod. Um, it's kind of this awkward bit where I was mentioning this, realizing that Jack Collinson wasn't aware of that, and that I was talking to myself in a microphone. It was horrible. I had a horrible existential crisis yeah. in front of Jack Collinson. It happens. It does. Um, yeah, it was great. You'll, you'll be able to hear this shortly. Uh, this podcast, he talks about his time, his injuries, and his what, what about what they're listening to now, Flav? Oh, I just thought you'd promote, cross promote. It's a good way to, to, to make sure that everyone listens to all of your shit you do. What have you been doing over the weekend, Matt? You had a good weekend. Why are you I, I, really, I don't know what's wrong with me. <laughs> Where does this come from? <laughs> you, you just... I don't know. I'm You've pissed been... off that I pressed record and I've had to re-record. That's yeah, really... this is the, we just did this five minutes ago, but Flav hadn't pressed record. Yep. Um, but we're here now and I was explaining that, um, yeah, so I had a shit weekend, Flav. My yeah. football team got pumped 5-0. This is the mighty Huddersfield town. Yeah, and, and the dream that we've been having, that you know, everyone that's been listening has probably heard us me rattling on about this, shoe on in Huddersfield in, getting carried away on, on the success of, uh, of of being top of the league after eight games or something like that. Yeah. And and it's all come crashing down to earth. It has. We lost I, 5-0 at Fulham. You went. I went, yeah. And there was a lot of there, a lot of Fulham fans saying, oh, you'll beat us, no problem. A lot of confidence around yeah. Huddersfield Town. Well, my, I met a good mate of mine, Johnny Raw, uh, who I worked with at TalkSpot for many years. He now works at Fulham. And he invited me uh, and got us in the director's box, actually, which was very nice. Um, oh, really? It's, yeah, it's... it's it's an interesting place. I've been to Fulham a few times, but I've never been round the back and just walked along the river, and it's it's just it's beautiful. Yeah, it's a great stadium. Yeah. Everybody loves Fulham as a away day. But what, what was that like? What was the difference between standing on the terraces and, and, and in the boxes? How would you describe well, that experience? Um, I don't really like going in a <coughs> in a box or in a uh, you know in, in that kind of corporate hospitality. Yeah. Um, because they have dress codes, and they say you got to wear shoes, and it's like fuck is. I'm not a pair of shoes. Exactly. I'm not a big shoe. Uh, I don't really like nice wearing pair of shoes. Is that I, I only like to be super smart or like that, so I don't like going to the football yeah. like that. So I, I, I don't really enjoy it. And and I'd said to my mate, I was like, look, can you get us in the um, get us round the pitch and into the to the town end? He was like, yeah, no worries, we'll do it half time. And I think we were three 0 down. And I just thought, you know what? <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I don't know if I want to go in there no. because uh, because they'll be killing each other. But but they weren't. The, our fans are amazing. We've we've got a bit bought into this, so they're just singing throughout and having fun. But yeah, five 0 the dream's over, 
And it's almost as you know, we had the bit of a few weeks ago where I'd kind of <laughs> almost <laughs> we were almost promoted the way I was talking, and I, I was talking about turning my back on football and, and almost like I'd completed football. Yeah. Uh, and after all these many years of heartache and pain, I would have finally have won. Yeah. And I'd walk away from football. Yeah. I think the football gods are subscribers to the podcast. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I kind of I've, I've had that many times. I talked about it previously, so I won't go over it again. But I just wanted to pick up on something you said. The f- the, the fact that the fans were singing like at five nil down, you find that kind of stoical attitude to when you're getting pumped. And Gallows humour, exactly, kind of thing. and and it kind of builds up. In it, you know, you you realise the game's done. Mm. There's nothing you can do, so you might as well enjoy your day out. And being a part of that, although seeing your team get pumped is is awful, but being a part of that that swell of of you're in it together. There's something special about that. And and I wouldn't advise mm. ever going to watch your team get beat five or six no. nil. But there's something in that being in it together, and what's that's part of what's great about football. I love it. Yeah, it's a weird one. I mean, I've I've seen us get pumped a few times over the years, and I've not really enjoyed any of them. <laughs> but um, I think that we went to Middlesbrough when Middlesbrough had Ravinelli and and Emerson and Janino and people like that. We went there in the in the cup, and we were five nil down, and then we scored in the last minute to make it 5-1 and it was almost like people were going on the pitch and kind of <laughs> we were you know getting totally carried away with it as yeah, if yeah. you know we can and then we were singing we can see you sneaking out yeah, and, yeah. you know you flip that and that's kind of fun but um, yeah I, I, it just kind of if you're if you're going to win promotion can you get pumped 5-0 if, if, if you I mean Norwich lost 5-0 on Saturday as well which is weird yeah so maybe it'll be the first time two teams have been pumped 5-0 in a season and gone up. I don't yeah, know if that is we're a not fact. Going. Newcastle kind of have got it. And, yeah, yeah and, and the football gods have essentially seen me planning So you're this. writing it off? The football, yeah, it's written off. It's gone. Okay, it's it's over, Flav. <laughs> the football gods win. They've, fucking, they've, they've brought me back in and they've, 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 they've forced me to sit at the table again. I was, yeah. I was, I was literally planning my post-football life and now I'm, now I'm fucking back in it and I'm trying to... Trying to win, fighting for it, but yeah, it's over. The scraps at the dinner over. table. Adam, yeah. you had a better weekend. I had a very good weekend. Yeah. What happened? Brentford. Um, yeah, two 0 away at QPR. First time we won at Loftus Road in James- fifty years, sixty years. Is that right? Really? Yeah. Oh. James James from uh, Bullshit was also at the game. Yeah, the other end was. Yeah. Tears. Many tears. Many tears. Any any trouble or anything outside? Um, I heard it got a bit toxic in the QPR end among fighting yeah. amongst each other. Yeah, but, I've heard uh, that. It was all good. All right, well, we're going to touch a bit more about that on in the West Ham section. What's your striker called, by the way? Scott Hogan. Yeah, is he, is he very good? Yeah, he's very good. I, I don't know how much longer he'll be with us. He's, yeah. he's a bit above our level. All right. What, a championship? Mm-hmm. So what you see, maybe Newcastle, Norwich, Huddersfield? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I could see, I could see him going to a big, in January. Do you reckon he could move to a bigger club like Huddersfield? We need a striker. I don't know. Do you consider Huddersfield to be a bigger club than Brentford? Yeah, probably. Probably. What are you talking about? Probably. Probably. What are you talking about? Probably. Probably. He's being magnanimous. Then. We won the league three times in a row. When? Nineteen twenty-six. Nineteen twenty. But you, you, have you ever won the league? I've got to say I don't know, but I find it unlikely. Exactly. Uh, have you been in the top we're English division? As a club, though. We're I, look, I we're like getting, how big's your stadium? It's about I don't know twenty-five thousand, mm, something like that. Fair enough. We're getting a bigger ground, but even then, it's not going to be as big as that. No, I, look, I, I, I really do like Brentford as a club. Actually, I love the pubs on all four, mm-hmm. four side, uh, four corners. Um, I like you've had some great players over the years from your Nicky Forster, Robbie Taylor mm. uh, team. Um, 
<laughs> it's a great place to go and watch watch football. Actually, I, I don't love a bit of Griffin. Park. I don't care about either of you, Tim Pot football clubs. So, should we? Um, talk <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Adam, uh, it, was, it worked really well last week when you pulled these subjects out of the hat. Yeah. Um, and so you pulled a couple more. Yeah, I have. I picked one to be fair. I don't even know what Which we're talking about. I, I know one. The, the oh, West Ham. Yeah. I was quite. There was a great article um, in the Mail. Um, talking about the the West Ham stadium situation, so we're going to do that. But what what other ones did you? Um, I've gone for going to have a chat about referees. All right. Um, recently, Graham Paul wrote a little comment uh, column where he spoke about Mark Clattenburg and said he doesn't give decisions to a side once that side's fans have turned against him. Wow. Which is that so hang shocking. on a minute, Graham Paul, yeah, former referee, yeah, wrote an article claiming that Mark Clattenburg. Um, they said it's sort of known that Mark Clattenburg doesn't give decisions to a side when that side's fans have turned against him. Way to turn on your your, your former colleagues. Well, yeah, they, there was also, him. There was also as a, as a further to this, um, there, there was also this to, to talk about how bitter the, the 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 circle of referees are, and there's a lot of sniping and backbiting and and jealousy. Um, you know, these these essentially are competing in the same way your players are competing for the squad. Mm. These referees are competing for the for the big games. God, there must be eager. I mean, okay, we always see the referee. It's an arbitrator. <coughs> it's supposed to be impartial. Yeah. It's supposed to be the uh, you know the way that things are adjudicated fairly. But they're human beings, right? And if you're a human being, you're prone to all kinds of things, uh, including emotions, including errors, uh, including. Um, envy including everything so first of all they're human so the the role that they're given it's they're incapable of doing that because they're human beings first of all okay human beings can't sit here and write I'm going to definitely see this fairly because any situation there's so so there's there's what I see in a situation what you see in a situation and then there's what actually happened Mm. Uh, and it's everything that goes on in your life and that you've seen before that makes you think in a certain way and when you're under pressure do you know how emotions work Emotions. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So we've all got these emotional triggers. Yeah. Right. And, oh, well, and maybe could, I don't know. Yeah. Exactly. I, I know you don't. I can no. see that by the look all over your face. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. So you're hurting me emotionally now. Exactly. So that might make. So what? I've just I've just deliberately pressed a little trigger of yours. You see. <laughs> now this is the way it works. So things happen in your life, and then you get triggers to these emotions, right? right? And um, if you're tired or you're maybe drunk and things like that, you haven't eaten enough. You haven't eaten enough food then this this trigger's kind of easier to press, mm. right? Now, when you're actually in an emotional state, so that could be anger, yeah. uh, it could be fear, or sort of, you know, one of those kind of things, right? Um, when that's pressed, depending on the strength of that emotion that you've had, so if someone's been abused, or if, you know, certain really bad things have happened where they've felt <coughs> humiliated, mm. it might become, a, or if it happens time and time again, it might become a really strong, well-set emotion. So when that trigger's pressed, right, and you're in that emotion, <coughs> you go into this period called refractory. Mm. Okay, this is getting quite deep. It's interesting. It? Stay with me. Refractory. Yes. It's the refractory period, right? And in this period, um, and again, things like your, your food that you've had, or if you've had no sleep, or if you're drunk, that can impact on the the the, the duration of this period of refractory. But during that period, your brain will only access um, memory that reinforces that emotion. And your brain can only process things that are happening that reinforce that emotion. Right. Right. So you know when someone has an argument yeah. and they're determined that you've 
you've humiliated them or you've pissed them off or something like you've been rude to me you're speaking down to me yeah. and the, the 20 times when you haven't spoken down they don't remember that at that period of time because they're incapable because they're in this period of refractory okay yeah. so this is how emotions work so there's no way that a referee on that stage can be impartial because the pressure they're, they're, they're a human being in that environment so when all of a sudden you've got someone like Ronaldo or people are talking down to you or you know being rude to you or something like that you're going to go through there's probably times when they themselves are emotional and when they're emotional they're not fit to then make a decision so of course some of these other things will play a role and will come into their head it's like off. I mean obviously we get on really well on, on the mic mm. but obviously we argue a lot off it and it's only only moments when you have time to reflect about what you've said and why you've said it that you apologise. Me? Yes. <laughs> to, to me. So you know what I mean? Is that... Yeah. Do I? We, oh, yeah. <laughs> it's a joke. Yeah, it's a joke. Okay. Um, I know I did, have a, I did have many arguments with my ex-girlfriend. Many, many arguments. I just argue maybe three or four times a week. Yeah. And I would, we would have this argument. We'd have this... And during the argument, it wouldn't matter if how wrong I was. At that zone, I felt so... I was... My body, like you said, my brain was perpetuating my idea of what who was in the right and who was in the exactly, wrong. Exactly, yeah. Um, and then it was only when I calmed down, often seemingly too much in my opinion, I, I apologised. Compensated for that. Yeah. It's so, a weird one. So, what, yeah, essentially, so the brain... So what you're saying is referees, human beings aren't suited to be a unbiased... Yeah, um, it's impossible. ...objective... Kind of adjudicator. Yeah, it's kind of impossible in a way. Mm. Uh, you know, it is. But also, the the thing that, that Adam was talking about there with the or it's hints of ego. Yeah. You know, or what you were saying there about that they're competitive. Now, of course they are. For crying out loud, right? If you're there, the whole world's watching this football match. Football is on the ultimate pedestal, right? It's a World Cup final, or it's a big game everyone's watching everyone's talking about it you've got people like Ronaldo there you know Ronaldo's on I don't know the top five sportsmen in the world in terms of pay mm. um, you know billboards everywhere like a huge fucking name one of the most famous people in the world billions of Facebook fans and you can stand there like and I'm going to stand up now because I'm going to be the referee looking down at Ronaldo I'll tell you get back 10 mm. yards mate <laughs> you know what I mean yeah get Take that ball again, it was moving. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? You've got to have some balls. Well, it's a, of course they're going to fucking love that. You imagine Clattenburg out on the razzle chatting to birds in some club. <laughs> yeah, you know, I refereed, I told Ronaldo, yeah, I said to him, mate, oi, I'll give you a yellow. Yeah. Of course, you know what I mean? They must get right into that. Yeah. So, of course, they're, they're ego mad referees. What, what do you think of sentient beings? What? <laughs> what? What do you think? What do you think about artificial intelligence and robots and that? Fuck. Okay. Where's this come from? Well, I think that's the solution. You think that's the solution? So that's I've been watching Humans. I've been watching Westworld recently. Oh, Westworld. Well, I love the originals. Incredible. That's my favourite. I, I, I always say it. it's a great movie. I want to see it. I want to see it. Yul Brenner. Yeah. Yul Brenner. I, I don't know if this new Westworld is exactly because you know when they remake things, maybe it's just the yeah. Uh, uh, it pays homage to that, but it actually it's all this new shit. I don't know what I it is that they're making, but the original movie of that is a fucking amazing movie yeah I've seen the, I've seen the, I've seen the poster and I, I want to watch it but just I'm not going to spoil it for anyone who hasn't seen but it's the idea that artificial intelligence using artificial intelligence to and, and provide a playground for very rich people okay. or a better reference would be Humans which has just started second series on Channel 4 um, which is about how sentient beings are used to replace to do menial activities in our life right or to do things that without emotion referees should be binned 
and we'll get a computer we'll program. Get a computer program. Yeah, to because do then it. it'll be completely fair. Yeah. You'll probably get a ninety-nine percent, yeah. um, you know, failure. A ninety-nine percent proof rate of getting a, a decision right. Yeah. Remove the referee. Yeah. Minimal stoppage time. Yeah. I don't know. It. I mean, something that because they're just a pain in the ass referees it, generally, isn't it? It's just. Yeah, they are. I mean, this guy on Saturday. I mean, we we look, we lost fair and square, right? Mm. But this guy on Saturday, I don't know what was going on with him, but it, it was, you know, like they've they've taken tackling kind of out of the game. Yeah. This guy didn't like them actually coming together in terms of physical contact. If one guy had the ball and the other guy was 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 trying to get the ball off him, this guy was just whistle. What are you doing, mate? This, it's almost like this is a non-contact sport, mm. and he just kept blowing and stopping and stopping, and, and it was just like. Come on, man! You yeah, know I mean, have a day. I off. think it's back to what you were saying about ego. Of course, they but love it. They and you know there is a. I know it's a mean thing to say in the same way. You say things about police, but it's like drivers. Yeah. What What is it about these drivers? You know, like on the roads when you're driving, right? And the fucking Peter. Sorry, I'm a bit annoyed today. I don't know why, and I feel tired, so I'm very sweary. I apologise for that because not everyone emotions. likes that. It's, yeah, I'm emotional it's today. You're in a moment. Of I'm deep. in the refractory period That's because um, I don't know why. <laughs> but anyway, you know, when you're driving, you're in the third lane of the motorway, and you're trying to get somewhere because you you you're in a, maybe a bit of a rush. Or you're just a boss because boss is driving that lane. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And um, and there's someone driving slow in that lane, and. To be honest, the third lane, you're supposed to be overtaking. That's why you move out into the other lanes. So really, you should be in the first lane, but Absolutely. he's in the third lane. Awesome. So you kind of, and they're not maybe noticing you. So you're, you are kind of thinking, come on, mate, get out of the way. And they see you, and then they're just like, right, what? Getting up my ass, are you? No, mate. And they'll sit there, and they'll go a bit slower. Yeah. And they almost then start to enjoy the fact that they're holding you up. Yeah. What's that about? Because it's that same thing that exists in people that make them then, when they're referees, and then the crowd are on their back. Yeah. Or, or they are, you know, a player has that they then think, right, I'm going to punish you for that later. I don't know if it's do. a real syndrome, but it's like a fuck you syndrome, isn't it? It's a fuck you syndrome, yeah. yeah. Um, and that is probably an, an emotional. But you see it all the time. You see, it. I think the other thing, the more cliche thing, is that little man syndrome. People that have been kind of have suffered emotional distress in the past, then take it out on people that are in. Or, or use it as so, so the obvious cliche would be like policemen get accused of being bullied at school because that, yeah. who else would want to be a policeman yeah. that's not my opinion it no, is the fuck you syndrome it, isn't it it really yeah. is and I think, I think I think referees probably suffer from that in the same way as any other yeah. human being I think what you were saying just to round this off about um, about them not being robots they have to be as close to robots as possible as humanly possible in order to officiate properly mm. it's no good Clattenburg, if this is true, because Grandpa obviously has an axe to grind with Clattenburg, which is which is fueling the the, the comments that he's, he's made. But Clattenburg can't, if this is true, be in a situation and he should probably be removed from refereeing if it's true, mm. where he's 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 being biased towards a team because fans are, are singing against him or calling yeah. him a wanker or whatever. Uh, do you know what Clattenburg's the one that did the trophy tattoos and stuff like that? Yeah. We, I would really like to have him on here. Yeah. He, he's a fascinating person. Yeah. You know, he is. Yeah, he is. Like, I would, I would quite like to speak to him. Wouldn't that, that's got to be a little goal of ours. Yeah. A little, a little. I'll just be maybe more access to Jeff Winter. Yeah, Win. Yeah. Uh, because uh, I think, um, I think Jim knows him in some fashion. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. But that most of these old referees would be would would be, would be yeah. possible. It's from your neck of the woods, I think. Clattenburg. Yeah, no, uh, Clattenburg's from Newcastle. Jeff Winter. Jeff Winter is. Yeah, he's a Yorkshireman. Is he? Yeah. Um, but yeah, the um, 
fuck you syndrome yeah. it's real it's real, it is real real life alright and if, if we missed anything else there Adam is there anything worth discussing or should we move um, on possibly I, th- I think the um, but do you know what we were saying last week as well about the um, about the post-match interviews yeah like that would that, be it would better it's so it? much better if the ref had to explain themselves to a robot Hey, <laughs> oi <laughs> Tron R2D2 get over here mate what are you fucking doing because the crowd was singing who's the robot in the black yeah yeah <laughs> you've been designed programmed <laughs> yeah, yeah. to fucking do the right yeah, thing yet still you got that wrong yeah and uh, yeah I mean it's um, it's it's definitely an interesting thing but I think get, getting people getting getting referees to explain their decisions I think is important definitely because managers get slagged off for having a go at the referee because yeah. there's no outlet yeah. there's no there's just do you, do you know what I hate I hate that whole thing about people not being able to uh, say that they were wrong or, or, or admit that they were wrong and just be like because I think referees I think it'd be cool I'd be quite forgiving if after the game the referee's like you know what that penalty everyone up. saw it oh, I missed that yeah. I'm gutted I missed it hands up really sorry to you 3,000 fans that are going home today gutted but sorry yeah, you know, yeah. that I'd take rather than that whole the, the yeah. veil of silence because it's kind of you at least that might appease you a little bit yeah it's like kind of like they're kind of perpetuating the idea that they're holy that the referees can't be touched in the same way the police can't be touched and I just think it's bollocks <laughs> so nothing else to say on that yeah next topic alright Go on, Ad, what else okay, you got for us? Um, why are football fans so fickle? We're not fickle. We what are you talking fickle. about? We are fickle. We're the ficklest fans. No, we're not. not. We are fickle. Well, we are. We are fickle. We're not. We are. We are. Okay, you're we're right, not. we are. What? We aren't. But no. we sometimes are. The, the thing is, it depends on well, how we're good not. I feel. <laughs> we're not, though, are we? Well, we I are. I keep changing my mind. Well, we are. Oh, they're right. They're, we are fickle. We are. I is mean, that fickle? Undoubtedly, we are fickle. I think you look at Chelsea... Um, what's been happening at with Conte? Um, what was he? What, what? So he was um, betting was suspended on him being the next manager to be sacked at three leading bookies four weeks ago. Yeah. Now he's won four out of four, and and they got and they're, they're in the top four. Yeah. You got Costa firing. You know, was he scored ten goals this season, seven mm-hmm. in the league? Um, it's it's a long, long way from where they were under Jose Mourinho last last uh, last season. It's Matt today, you know, just a week ago, going for the league, five nil drubbing, we're out of it. And the worst worst culprits for this fickleness are the press. You are, you yeah. could be on the best run of form on earth and the minute you lose the, the, the easy narrative, the easy story to write is it is is the, is the one about you, you know, not I mean look, the the press right have been for, for years and years and years have been making money out of getting people to think emotionally about stuff mm-hmm. you know about appealing to people's emotions making them happy or sad or outraged those are probably the three yeah. three things a bit of an emotional podcast today isn't there there's a theme running through. Yeah. but that's what the newspapers do planning for your next trip elevate your travel style with quince quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway like european linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. 
There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. So for many years, right, they've been sitting there writing stuff and then sitting there looking at the sales and writing stuff looking at the sales. They've got it down to a fine art, that whole thing about essentially using words and headlines in order to make people buy something. Mm. And now it's in digital and it's making people click on something by by, by making them outraged or, or, or happy or, or sad. Um, so they, yeah, of course they're, they're the main, you know, um, protagonist here. They're, they're the ones that kind of, um, that, that make it all happen. They've got a story to sell, haven't they? And the, the, I mean, I, went, I did. The, they have, and but, but we, yeah, we are fucking fickle. Football fans are, aren't they? I think yeah. about the the impact that that would have because I try not to be. I genuinely do. I, I can kind of take a defeat. Spurs are on, on the back of now four games. We haven't scored an open goal in about five hundred minutes of football. What you, a goal in open play! Yeah, we, we've scored three penalties. That's that's it over the really? last year. We went from not conceding in open play to yeah. just not scoring. Um, <laughs> so look it's been a weird season but I'm still confident and I'm not on Twitter slagging slagging yeah. off off Tottenham or, or calling for Pochettino's head but there were elements of the Tottenham support on Twitter some of them yeah. are saying is Poch the right man and you're like if that's if that's how easy it goes cool. and I wonder if it's if it's less so in like uh, in top flight football fans are horrendous you know you, look, I mean we can talk um, about Arsenal it's easy for me to do that because they're booing draws at home I mean Spurs haven't got to that stage just yet but when you know I, I'd be interesting to know if they if they booed the Borough game when they drew yeah. drew recently um, and I was just wondering if it affects the players you know and if if, if that's something that they, they I mean I, I honestly think that if maybe it does affect the players maybe it doesn't but I'd probably guess not because I as I've grown older and got probably more cynical about this, I don't think that anyone in football gives a shit what the fans think, really. As long as the fans do what they're supposed to do, as long as they they buy their tickets, yeah. as long as they buy uh, buy their shirts and, and do all the things that fans are supposed to do, follow them on social media and share their videos, I, I don't think they give a shit. I think that the only time that football clubs care about fans is when fans organise themselves and start to create something for themselves. Yeah. That's the bit. It's like, whoa. It's like, you know, Arsenal Fan TV, Redman, it's like, what, you're making money over there? Hang on a minute. That's not on. Yeah. We're going to tell our commercial partners they can't work with you because they've got to work with us because you once said something con- controversial. Yeah. So I, I, I don't know. I mean, look, look at Chelsea when, when they got um, 
they, they sacked the manager and they brought in Rafa Benitez and every Chelsea fan's going you can't bring in Rafa Benitez A they've just been you know we've just been fighting with them in Europe for the last few years B is Liverpool and we really hate Liverpool especially mm. at the moment please not Rafa and, and Chelsea are like well now we're going to bring him in you, you all of you unanimously hate this decision, but we're still going to do it. Yeah. So they don't give a shit. The, the clubs don't at that level, hundred percent agree. But when we had Reese Weston on, and he was talking about the players mm. on the pitch, and, and and they can hear the jibes and hear the booing, yeah. and then sometimes at the clubs that they've been in, Sam Parkin, I think mentioned about going into the dressing room, was like, you know what, fuck them lot out there. Yeah, we're going to play for us, yeah. not for them. Fuck them. And. I just wonder if that kind but of. But does that mean that they care, or just more that they they wound. just think fans are dicks? Yeah, no. I, I, look, <laughs> do you know what I mean? And they place no emphasis that they just think fuck them. I think a lot of fans are dicks now. I I, I do. Like I I. I uh, well, humans are dicks, aren't they? Yeah, humans are fans as well. It's like, like we always say these things like race. People say, "Oh, there's a problem with racism in football." No, there's a problem in racism in society, and football happens to exist in society well, yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you can't say it's a football problem. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. It's not like there's, there's nothing going on and, and everyone's like unracist everywhere else. But then football fans are kind of, it's, you know, it's bullshit. So, we, um, so f- humans and There's a Brentford player, dicks. Romain Sawyers, who got signed at the start of the season by our manager, Dean Dean Smith, who had him at Walsall. Yeah. And he's been getting stick all season. He got booed off the game before QPR. And then in QPR, he scored a screamer, the winner. Yeah. And now everyone loves him again. Really? Yeah. So just like that. Just yeah. Was you, one of the, was you on the front line booing? No, I wasn't. Luckily, I wasn't at that game. But <laughs> it's funny though. It is funny how it goes when you're at a football match and you are like certain players annoy you a bit, don't they? Yeah. In in your team, you just yeah. scapegoated. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I won't say necessarily a scapegoat because I'd never blame so entirely. But there's always a few, and you just like the move. We're trying to play football, and the move stops when it goes to that guy. You know, because they're just kind of like I always said, Jimmy Carragher playing right back when he's played right back for England or whatever. I was like, why? Yeah, the guy, the move stops, the momentum stops because he just can't play that first time ball into space or just move intelligently, you know. And, and it's really evident. And we've got a guy at the moment called Harry Bunn, and, and I don't take it to him. And it, but and, and there's been a few over the years, and I've just been like, I fucking hate that guy, right. <laughs> And I love it because normally it's just when you're watching it and you're there going, oh God, and then they'll score. Yeah. And you just, you're just jumping up with everyone and you just turn around to those that are in, in your sphere and go, yeah, I've always rated Harry Bunn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just always have your little thing and that's no problem though. Well, uh, the one at Tottenham at the moment is Eric Lamella. You know, he's been genuinely been great for us over the last two years. He's on a particularly bad spell of form, not doing a great deal. And I think... I genuinely do think there is an element of kind of racism in there. I do. Really? In what way? Where's he? I think he's just like, he's he's conceding. He looks like a little bit of effeminate. He's, he's, that's not racism. No, no. Sexism. Sexist. I'm I'm, I'm aware. Spurs fans are not only racist Uh, and dicks and now they're sexist. Hispanic kind of pretty boy. If he was an English player, I'm pretty sure that he wouldn't be getting the stick for the the level of performance he puts in and how hard he fights. Really? Yeah, he he, he maintains all of the the things that you'd expect from an English player, but for some reason, Lamella gets undue stick, and I'm and I think it's from a seg- certain segment in our support. Right. And I, th- my gut feeling, I, I've got nothing to back this up, but my gut feeling, understanding the nuances of Tottenham supporters, I do. Yeah. I'm, I I wouldn't be surprised. If there was some racist element, but in that, maybe it's not racist because uh, players that um, 
that have got a certain that carry themselves in a certain way, right? And and they look a little bit uh, like Chris Waddle was one, mm. who looked a little bit tired, looked a bit kind of his body language. Is languid the word? I'm yeah. not sure. Um, but, but you know they look like some footballers it's their gait it's the way they move yeah. that just kind of winds, winds people, people up, up. Yeah. and it looks just sometimes that they Lef- they're not trying or something like that when, like lethargic yeah. Berbatov was a great one yeah exactly so what, so when things like they're, they're the easy ones to go, for fuck's sake so and so like yeah. try harder you know yeah. well, like when you're frustrated but but maybe with him maybe it's not the, it could be but, but maybe it's not that maybe it's because he he looks like a pretty boy and that he's he, maybe it's more his appearance that makes people mad yeah. because very masculine um, kind of stereotypical oh hey, I'm a lad and I go to the football and I drink beer mm. people like that maybe don't like take kindly to those maybe people. don't, don't you know, it's the kind of people that go like fucking students. You know, like that kind yeah. Of, maybe it's more that maybe, than maybe it is it is that. I mean, I'm kind of saying stand by by what, by what I said, but I do. I, I kind of it, it may be more xenophobia than, than racism. Okay. You know, it but might people be, just don't like people different. that are different. Don't they? Maybe yeah. it's just a bit of the fuck you thing. Because maybe they're all ugly people in the crowd, and he's all beautiful. Yeah. He's just had his eyebrows threaded. Yeah. You know, that he, winds me up, his haircut looks on point. And he's he's probably works out, you know. He's he's probably got a great probably torso, done. and he takes his shirt off Definitely. too often. Definitely. And and then there's these you know ugly people that are watching that <laughs> and thinking, I, I'm I resent him for that. Fuck yeah. you. And and probably money. probably when they're driving home after the match and Lamella pulls up behind them in his Bentley yeah. in the third lane of the road, they're going fuck you again, mate. So maybe it's these people. Maybe we're declaring war on the on fuck you Britain. I, yeah. I, do, do you know what? Actually, I'll tell you what. If, if Eric Lamella's listening to this, because they all listen. Uh, he's, he probably have it on in the in the in, in the, the buff. Uh, they probably have it on in the on the on the bus for away travel. They probably listen to this. I wonder if anyone listens to Long Ball Street while they're having sex. That's their sex thing. Why have I just called you my girlfriend's name? I don't know. Why? What were you talking well, about? Well, I'm just curious if anyone out there has ever had having um had sex making love to, their, to this. their woman or their man. Well, it, it, but you wouldn't put it on to set the mood, would you? Well, yeah, it's, it's not like you're thinking, right? It's a niche thing. Tonight, okay, I'm just gonna I'm nip out and buy some flowers, yeah, some chocolates. She loves. I don't know, chocolate, chocolate orange. Yep. Bring that back. Get yeah. ready. Oh, hang on a minute. I'm just going to wipe up, make the place look a little bit, get some flowers, s- spray some. Put the plastic down. Put the plastic <laughs> down. No, and then, right, I'm going to get her in the mood. Doorbell goes quickly, play the long ball street. Do you? It's Marvin Gaye you're playing. I don't point. know. Or, or, it's, or it's some kind of R&B that's like Usher. People are into some weird shit out there. Surely, I mean, if anyone has had sex listening to us, it's got to be one of them where maybe they've, they're listening to it and... All of a sudden, they have a surprise visit by their girlfriend, and they get caught up in the moment. Before you know it, we're racing through the gears. Yeah, or 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 it's, <laughs> it's in, somehow ended up in their playlist, and it's it, it's gone it, on. It's been yeah. a long. It's been a marathon session. And <laughs> it's been like they're like they're like, and they can't be asked. They're in the yeah. throes of it. They're not. Yeah, they, got, they got to the bit where you know like when you've been in the bath too long and your fingers are going all yeah. funny. <laughs> they're at that point. They're at that point. <laughs> And uh, yeah, I just so Eric, so Eric Lamella, if you're listening, yeah, uh, ignore that last bit. No, don't ignore it. Try it. You know, try try listening to the Long Ball Street and having sex with uh, the missus might like with, it. With um, but there, all I'm just saying, there's niche interests out there, and, and listening to the Long Ball Street while having sex with your wife, um, it might be one of those. There's nothing wrong with that. I think we've gone off topic, off point a bit there. You were, you were talking about Eric Lamella. You were you were sending out a message to him. Yeah, don't less of the sort of roll rolling the ball with your fruit when you foot rolling over it as you move along. Wow. I think that winds people up. How? 
because it's kind of there's no use to this 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 thing where he's walking along right he's, he's and pushing he's the ball forward it. and he rolls his foot over the ball several times before passing I think it winds people up okay so I think that this is again right that I think that you actually I hate there's it. a line right <laughs> yeah. I'm on one side of it and you along with fuck you Britain are on the other side yeah. because I have no problem with that it has no value the rolling the ball over with your foot let me just okay, I want to speak about a very a different sport now right. but explain to you why to the fuck you Britainers like yourself you look at a situation and think it meant there's no value to yeah. it but I'm going to explain why there is Michael Venom Page yes showboating mm. Prince Nazim I mean his was a little bit more showboating but a lot of times when people are doing this kind of stuff mm. right they're, they're not doing it because it serves a purpose they're kind of it's all part of a, of a rhythm it's all part of a technique that's designed to then create misdirection. Right. So if he's then kind of rolling it, rolling it, rolling it, passing it, yeah. then it makes it, and he does that three or four times, that kind of lulls people into that's a bit of movement. And then it's roll, 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 and then he's, he goes off in a different direction. Yeah. So it could be all the part of setting up a, a rhythm of play and a pattern of play, which you can then misdirect. Fair enough, I'll take it back because I'm sure he knows more about football playing football than me. Definitely. Yeah, he probably does. No, fair enough. Fair enough. And just quickly, Adam, you did sports sports science. Sports science at university. Was there yeah. any modules in the psychology behind the game and the impact of that on players? And would we have passed? Um there was a psychology module. You don't remember it, do you? <laughs> Too much drugs and women and fucking I don't remember beer. a single thing from uni. <laughs> Brilliant. It's not anything to be sitting here smiling about. Is, <laughs> you know, we, we're, we're disappointed with this. Twenty-seven grand. Oh god. Me, me and Flav are, you know, we're high. Um, I remember everything. Earners. He remembers everything. Yeah. R- wrote it all down. Fingering. Remember that. <laughs> <laughs> right. You have reached a new low today. I'm tired. It's been it, a long day. I'm, I'm, I'm in the moment of every factory. Factory. Yeah. And all you can remember is the fingering. <laughs> Okay. I hope my mum's not listening to this one. My mum said that she'd listened. My mum said she said, "Oh, I've, I've listened to you. Your podcast thing is it's good." I, I listened. Does she really? She says she likes the start bit and then she falls asleep. But oh, maybe if right. she's not slept, she won't have made it to to, to this. This is I hope not. forty minutes in. All right, let's. Sorry, Mrs. Wilson, if if that is the case, I don't mean to offend. Um, what's the last subject? Uh, West Ham. So I, I wanted to talk about this because there's a really interesting su- article in the Daily Mail this weekend where Bernie always reads the Daily Mail I don't well. actually and I, when I saw it I thought fucking Daily Mail this is going to be bollocks but these are direct <laughs> quotes from from, from uh, Burnley Chief Executive Paul Fletcher who advised on the original planning of the London Stadium and, and also advised that there were I think is Paul Fletcher used to be a, what, did he do our stadium as well well he's involved in that that area he advises he and loves a stadium does he yeah, he's just interested in that aspect and knows a lot about it. And he, one of the things he advised on was um, ensuring that when transforming this stadium into uh, one that's suitable for football to get in experts in stadium design in, which was, was kind of... Yeah, it did, fell on... did to us. Oh, there you go. He fell on, it fell on deaf ears. And essentially, he's come out with some damning uh, statements on, on the new stadium. He said he's, he's created a battlefield for football violence both in and outside the ground which we've kind of seen Um, it needs to be torn down and rebuilt completely he said there's no fix at all it won't work now or in 30 years he said the sight lines are designed for athletics and not football so if you if you imagine the stadium seating in the upper tiers 
in the, where, the, where the stadium was built previously right. were designed so that you could see the edges of the area so the running track yeah not so I've been to the Olympic Stadium for the Paralympics right <coughs> so I've been there yeah. and that's essentially there's now a football pitch in the middle of that yeah and it's, it's, it's mm. I think the nearest seat is something like 40 yards from the edge of the pitch which is a long way really? you know you're talking about just under a third of a, the length of a football pitch um, mm. you've got you know the, the manager's nowhere near the edge of the pitch You've really? Got, is the ma- the manager's not stood right? Like, do you know what? I've just thrown it out there. My feeling is that the, the dugout yeah. is quite far back. The dugout's miles. Really? The uh, the technical area looks ridiculous. It's like really long and thin. I don't know. So they're allowed to walk the length. Yeah, they got to walk like twenty meters to the pitch. Crazy. I feel, I feel a bit sorry for West Ham. I, really. I do. I do. I don't feel sorry for for the owners. I, although no. I do understand why they made that move yeah. I feel desperately sorry for the West Ham fans removing the rivalry between Tottenham and West Ham because I'm thinking I put myself if that happened to my football club I'd be I'd be distraught now I really would I'd be really yeah. upset um, he, he, he did urge that this isn't an attack on the West Ham fans or the board he understands why the move was made but it's more about you saying the stadium's inappropriate yeah um but, but ironically, UEFA have classed the stadium as a Category 4, which is among the best in the world. It's, it can host the Champions League final, it can host World Cups, that kind of thing. So they have no issue with it, but I think the problem is um, people are getting hurt inside and outside. There's violence. Um, I spoke to Nicky briefly, and he, he, was, you know, he mentioned the fact that you know, going away from the stadium, away from games, there's been no issues with fan right. violence. West Ham fans behaved impeccably against Everton at the weekend but there is something wrong with that stadium mm. you know there's there's been reported trouble at uh, the games against Bournemouth Watford um, Chelsea obviously and Middlesbrough right so that's four games out of four games in the opening yeah. ten weeks where there's been trouble caught on camera I, I've, West Ham to me they're like a um, working class yeah. blue collar yeah. kind of club with really strong Grassroots. local kind of connections to the club, real pride, great football, um, a storied history with amazing players. Um, the shirt, the, the 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 badge, it's just kind of a. It, I've always grown up like having a, a respect and, a, and an Same. admiration for West Ham. Absolutely, kind of liking them. I remember as a kid, like I was always neutral to. Premier League teams and stuff like that but I'd always want them to get the better of, of United's or Liverpool's and I used to love it when they'd be in like cup ties I always felt like a good cup team and yeah. uh, it's really sad that they've kind of feel that they've just been taken out of their community and then just moved into this place that's not really fit for purpose is it? No I wouldn't say so and, and all these problems that they're going through I mean look any transition um <laughs> Is is of that magnitude is probably difficult, you know. Moving house, it's a fucking. You're gonna be like, oh god, where did I put this? Or I haven't thought that bit through. Let, like, it must be complicated to, to to move a football club and all that stuff. So let let's firstly acknowledge that it's not necessarily easy. And but if you're actually um, doing that, then you've got to be consulting all the right people and and making that plan. Because it feels like, and it, and it feels like they've not really done that because they've essentially ended up in a in a situation where 
all your standing fans and your people that created the atmosphere that over many years had, had sort of started to congregate together because different stands have different cultures as we all know you know there's different popular sides where, where like you know people go and have a laugh and there's bits where yeah. they're more family standish and I just don't know how you'd move into a new stadium and you wouldn't be taking these things into consideration and, and doing everything to ensure that the people that kind of needed to sit down during a football match could do that and then people that wanted a bit more atmosphere could be together. Yeah. Because it feels like that's really been the, the catalyst for a lot of the, the conflict. That put together with the fact that they haven't had police in there because they haven't been able to have airwaves for walkie-talkies yeah. and then the fact that they've like communicated with people via... Like they send out letters before games, don't they? Going, oh, by the way, if you're going to go to the game, if you stand up, you're going to be booted out and banned for life. And it's like, what, what the? F- how are they? In this day and age, surely you should be consulting your people, uh, consulting your fan base in a little bit more of a well thought out manner. Absolutely, I, I think there's just been a lack of due diligence from 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 the owners. I think the the move was a, the huge amounts of work went into it. Hundreds of millions got was paid in according to this article in converting that stadium still so a lot of money was was, was spent to, to make to, it into a football well, stadium I, I, read, I might have misread right but I, I read 200 to 300 million was spent in in, 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 in in that move in some fashion I don't know how much West Ham spent oh, I think they, 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 they spent a lot less maybe 15 million or something but there was a lot of money in convert in conversion um, I'll, I'll, look, I'll look that up and, and, and check it out properly. I probably shouldn't have just spurred it out, but whatever it is, um, it, you know, money's been spent um, and due diligence hasn't taken place. You know, there's like you said, all of those things. It wouldn't be hard to take to move blocks of people together. Yeah, that is happening at Tottenham now yeah. because with our new stadium um, and replace moving into a new stadium, you are removing all of those traditions. But if the payoff is better football more money going into the team and better performances that in the long run will be fine and West Ham fans will come round to it I'd imagine but it, it kind of was, was coupled with the fact that West Ham's performances have been so bad this season certainly at home yeah that I, mean, I mean that's the thing if if you're losing on the pitch it makes everything I mean worse, if you're winning yeah. on the pitch it kind of makes everything go away in a bit doesn't it yeah. winning heals all um, but it just it feels like probably the club was Difficult to sell to sponsors. It was difficult to sell to corporate yeah. because maybe the area and, and people didn't enjoy going because it felt quite an intimidating place, which I actually think is a, a good thing. Yeah. If people are scared to come to your place and intimidated, that makes it easier to win. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it feels like it's just about it's kind of about money, isn't it? That Absolutely. They're, they're going they're going for dough. They're probably thinking that they can sell the club in a few years and if they've got that stadium and the turnovers increased by by the bigger stadium that. They'll get their bigger exit, you know. Okay, so um, in in this in this article, just to clarify, it said this, uh, 280 million pounds was spent to reconfigure the area, the arena for football use. By who? That doesn't go into it, but it wasn't. I don't think it was West Ham. I think it was taxpayers. I think that was part of the it's big, taxpayers. Uh, that that's my thought. I know that West Ham didn't pay a lot. Mate, tax, but we get taxpayers get to pay for a lot of stuff, don't they? I don't think it should be paying for a private. If a private, if the main lease of that stadium is going to be used by a private company, then it shouldn't be taxpayers paying. No, it, it's the whole thing stinks, man, and I'm I'm not surprised that um, that the club feels slightly in turmoil. I'm not surprised that there's unrest. Um, I think they they've got a, they, they, there's a responsibility from West Ham owners to ensure the safety of people going to that stadium. You know, we've given up a lot as football fans to get safer stadiums the atmosphere has declined 
we can't stand at football. You know, yeah. that might be changing in recent times, but yeah. we've given up a lot as football fans to ensure that we have a safer environment for everybody to come to. And they're encouraging families back into it. Gold, Sullivan and, um, and Brady have to put money into making sure that that's, the, the stadium is as safe as possible, both inside and out. It's not a case yeah. of just saying, well, as soon as you leave, you know, you're on your own. Yeah. But the Ch- there's Chelsea people saying that, that they've never seen it that bad outside a football match at West Ham and Chelsea. I don't know if it was a bit of hyperbole. There, yeah, I mean, after the, the there might be fans that have been fans for the last 10 years or something like that. Yeah, very true. You know, who knows? Because I've been, uh, everyone's seen some pretty shocking stuff back in the day. Mm. You know, I think football's definitely better than that. But you're right, in this day and age, if you're in a football stadium, I kind of feel like you should be there's almost a duty of care like you should be protected yeah but people shouldn't be able to get to you I mean I thought it was bizarre the bloody Russians in yeah. the in England's game yeah. when they're just marching through the world's watching and then they're just kind of final whistle goes and they're just like hooligans marching through the stand clearing folk out and beating people up it's well, just you, like it's you, crazy that this is this even goes on well, it is, uh, it is but, crazy. but the way that football fans are treated right it is you're treated like a dick, you know? Yeah. And this shows you the difference, right? So I went to Ipswich a few weeks back, get there, I'm like, 70 quid in, no cash point. The guy's like, didn't give a fuck. He's like, mate, you can't pay on your card. I'm like, we come on, you must be able to pay on your card. Yeah. No, well, it's just only cash. All right, where's your cash point? We don't have one. Where is it? Because it's station, you'll yeah. find I'm like, come on, man, I'm... I've all, I've got here like well, there's no love. He, the guy was literally could barely get his sentences out. Was he an employee? He was an employee of Ipswich of Ipswich Club. He's behind the bloody desk in a place where it looked like you should be able to buy tickets, and he was you know just rude and kind of didn't give a fuck basically. This is another. And point. then yeah, and then I went to Fulham in the director's box uh, with my mate. My mate had invited me to it. Right now I get there and as soon as I said. The I was like, oh wait, where do you go for? As soon as I said director's box, this guy's like, stopped his conversation. I'll take you there. Take actually walks me now round to this place, and he's like, right, this is where you go in here. Get meted by someone else. She walks me to the next person. I get to walk round the pitch. So I'm like, you know, I could have run on the pitch and whatever. Walk round the pitch. Someone else picks me up. They bring me in. Champagne. Um, you know, like so I'm champagne. And then there's all this food. There's even like. Mate, there's muffins. There's, 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 you can get a, you know, you go to similar as a pick and mix. Yeah. Cost a fortune. Free pick and mix in there. So you know, and, and they're just like, I've, I was treated like a, like a king. Yeah. Did that you know? was you a bit resentful of that then? Well, no, I wasn't resentful of being treated like a king. Was resentful as a football fan generally then. No, but I, I'm. It, this is the case. This is, you know, and I guess this is again, this is a, a life problem. This is the situation that it's like in all manners of life, isn't it? Yeah. If you've got money or you're coming in from that angle, then you're completely looked after. Yeah. If you're not, if you're one of the taxpayers, if you're the one that's paying for everything, if you're, if you're the proletariat, then you're just kind of treated like trouble and no one cares what you, you're doing and saying and unless you're actually making I think creating um, something for yourself that's when they, they kind of care just goes back to um, just go, <laughs> just goes back to you know that the, the idea about fans just treated like animals we can, we're, we're consumers we're not going to leave the club we're going to continue paying in through the door yeah. because it's the club we love and it's just one of those things you had any bad experiences at Brentford? Um, no, it springs to mind. Brentford are good for their fans. Good for their yeah, fans. yeah, definitely. Yeah, I like it. I like Brentford. It's a community a club. Yeah, 
I need to look after the fans. You can say things bad about your football club. It's fine, you know. Mm. But, you know. <laughs> He's not confident. Just fine. Just fine. Just the end. Uh, I, I just wonder if you saw it because you like you like your NFL, don't you? Watch an NFL. Have you, uh, have you heard official about official awkwardly kick a dildo off the football field? <laughs> have you not heard about it? When's this? Was this this weekend? Uh, so yeah, this is the the what Buffalo game? Bills versus the New England Patriots. No way. Uh, okay. Dildo was thrown. Um, into the Patriots end zone from the crowd amazing stop the game amazing so uh, you know it's not the end of the world is it no it's not the end of the world <laughs> I like the idea of people awkwardly kicking a dildo off the pitch anyway I've got nothing else to add there just go and check that video out if you want it's out there on the internet um, dildo's been thrown off the pitch at American Football good times read all about it read all about it uh, this has been another long Bowl Street podcast remember to check out the Jack Collinson interview we did coming later on in this week um, and, and we'll be back next week yeah make sure you give us um, um, a subscribe if, if you're listening to this for the first time yep um, you can do it on your app by the way you yeah. can subscribe and you can leave reviews very easily on your app people can say it's a difficult thing to do it's not hard no it's not no um, just find our podcast on the iPhone app and you can leave a review for us and tell your friends about it you know yeah, yeah. like and, and you know maybe maybe do what Flav said and, and try uh, listening to this whilst having sex or making love uh, or making love if, if that's if that if you're a, if you're a pervert well you have sex on the <laughs> you have sex on, I think you have sex on a one night stand but you make love to someone that you care about that's that's rubbish okay well in my life that's that's how I like to view things yeah, yeah. But, you know not still rubbish is it not everyone's like you are they Flav got any thoughts on that Ad? I agree you Flav there we go have you, you, made, got, have you, you got made love to a girlfriend and you have sex with someone on a, on a one night stand have you have you okay so if we have can we can we get into this yeah alright just briefly just the so end. making making love yes okay fine you can love the person mm. but making love feels to me like the uh, a little bit more gentle yes um, a little bit more um, romantic. Yeah, you can't. Sex go... is probably more, a, a little bit more um, extreme. You know, a little bit more, a little bit well, less, enjoyable. less kissing, and a little <laughs> bit more uh, animalistic, perhaps. Yeah, yeah. Sex, yeah. I, yeah so, I agree. so I, so what, what you're saying there is that you can't have sex like that with your girlfriend because you're supposed to have this, no. this really romantic. Oh, no, I love I, it. It's ridiculous. No, that gets boring very quickly. Exactly. But sometimes you, you, I don't think you can make love to a stranger. Is all I'm saying. Okay. So that's been the long bullshit podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, see, I'll see you at the far yeah, post. Yeah, I'll see. I'll see you. Uh, see you at the far post, Flav. See you at the far post. Hey, you got it. Hey. Come on. The long. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.